You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. There it is, the crack of the bat, and the game is on Detroit, City of Champions. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Charles Avison. Oh, along with us today. I'm just going to hang out uh, like I did last week and screw shit up. That's what we're going to do. do. (laughs) I'll introduce some Matt Fox. (laughs) Matthew Fox. Uh, Detroit City Champion, we are talking about the 1935 year, the amazing, amazing seasons and championships. 33 different people. Just uh, astounding. Simply uh, amazing. And Charles, you wrote a trilogy of books. A screenplay, which is uh, on the cusp, you know, HBO Max and and Netflix are, are fighting over this. It's it's astounding the the, yeah. the attorneys. It's like a cat fight with the one attorneys right now. One of these uh, days, we'll see. So, uh, but we were we we talked about the Tigers, we talked about the Lions, and and, and we've been talking about the Red Wings because it, it's such a colorful season, uh, an incredible season. The the the, the, the dog fight that is up and down, back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. Chicago Blackhawks, our buddy Eddie Belfour, bringing us his bourbon and <laughs> and and bad vibes from Chi Town, uh, and it dates all the way back to the 1935-1936 season yeah, the and rivalry, before. The rivalry with the Blackhawks and Red Wings was a major component of the season, and I've always thought like the the great one of the great things about these like championship seasons. Yeah. Is when you have these when there's like storylines within the season. Yeah. Like when there's when there's rivalries, when there's um you know there's you know player versus player stories. There's like a player trying to make a comeback, a guy who's like a rookie who's came out of nowhere and he's like the one he's like the spark plug for the team. All these like stories within the stories. That's what like really I think makes a, a, a you know a championship season. Hey there, Sparky. That's, yeah. Well, that's what engages the fans. That's what engages yeah. the fans into the interest of that story into the into the game. It's not just the fact of whether they win or lose. Right. It's the it's the fan engagement with these teams. And I mean, in in that's why we're taking our time going through this Red Wing story because there's so many components. That are that show why hockey became such an endearing subject in Detroit, and it all started in 1935. Because we're trying, we're trying to figure this out, and, and talking about the the fans. Uh, I want to take a second and talk to the fans of the podcast for a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I'm just funny. But anybody who's taking the time to listen, we do we do appreciate taking the time to listen. If you haven't uh, subscribed or liked or followed. Uh, please do that. Like, like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. Comments are, are gold for yeah, we love it. Uh, for it really podcasters. helps the algorithm. It helps people find us. It helps you know break you know bring this thing up. You know, we're, so uh, yeah. So we're uh, we're going on YouTube. We're going on Facebook, and then yeah. the the audio podcast. So wherever you're listening, watching, viewing, uh, follow along, and we appreciate you. Yeah, give it give the podcast a follow. Yep, give yep. it a like. You know, yeah. make a comment. You know, if there's something, is there a question that you have for Charles? Charles, yeah, we know, love Charles knows all pretty oh, much, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. We love, yeah. We've, we've encountered a few pretty interesting people making yeah. comments on our yeah. videos and things, the the relative of people, and it, yeah. it's been great. So, uh, but thank you, everybody's following along. Please, and uh, you know, follow or subscribe wherever you're wherever you're at, and and thank you for that. And and you were you're saying because we're taking our time with the Red Wings here, and I think because we're just figuring this out, right? You know, I I, I barely know what I'm doing. 
Uh, you have no idea what you're doing when it comes to the podcast. The to to the sports thing, you are like the the encyclopedia. But and, as you and, and Matt are to the the gear that even puts this podcast out, that we're working I mean? on it. Yeah, you guys are great. And, and how it all and how it all works and in the flow of it. And I think we kind of rush through the Tigers and the Lions we did, a little in bit. Retrospect and especially the Tigers. The way we're the way we're taking yeah. our time with the wings. Yeah. But I mean, we're, the the problem is, and it's your mindset. I'm blaming you, Charles. That's fine. Uh, I take, I take, no, be, because you're used deserved, to yeah. you're you're selling your books. Absolutely. I mean, this is how you live. You sell yeah. your books. Yeah. And uh, and and you're at art fairs and you're at trade shows and yeah. and you're you're on the spot and somebody walks by and you got 45 seconds to tell them a story before they walk agreed. away. Yes, agreed. And so no, we're we're trying point. to we're trying we're taking an hour to talk about one little fraction of yeah. it. To talk and, about like five games. Yeah. And, and we like and we like we've been like so I think we blasted through the lions. We did. We did. Well, the, uh, and tigers especially a bit. the tigers. The lions. We say we we, we went, did. We, we savored we, that a bit. A little bit. But the Tigers, I mean, well, we can always well, go, we back. go back. And that's we, the we thing. can go back. We that's will. We've we got so, an entire show dedicated to the to this one season. So. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many uh, stories to tell. Yeah. And, and we already and, talked and we'll about the them. idea that we were going to go back and talk about the yeah. individual players, like do entire shows on the yeah. entire in the players and yeah. stuff. Because so, um, the the Tigers had so many cool, you know. Yeah, and we did. We t- especially the time we're taking the Red Row Wings. Yeah, because. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at all the food on the table because we're at the Detroit oh, Shipping yeah. Company downtown. Oh, my God. And all the food on the table across the way. Wow. Yeah. That looks amazing. Yeah, that's a great little spot. <laughs> There's like three people and they have like six dinners. Yeah. Jealous. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. but yeah, so we're so we so did we're blast through, we're, but we are taking the time with the Red Wings, and we and, can always and, go back and, to Tigers. And so you know, now, because yep. they started out hitless wonders, right? A couple yep. episodes ago, yep. the for the beginning of the season, couldn't so, couldn't get it going on, but then the spark lit. Everything turned. It was the day that the the, the Lions what from what I from what yeah, I remember that yeah. you told me it was the day that the Lions the won their won. NFL championship was the day that the Red Wings moved into moved first into first place. place and everybody kind of went yeah hold on a second here especially Joe Lewis on the same day on the same newspaper it's announced that Joe Lewis wins the Associated Press Most Outstanding Athlete of 1935 right um I'm and then, finding and that then piece. On, yeah and then on um and then the, on that day the Lions. It's on the same yeah. paper, on yep. the same page, and that's why, that's why I put it on the cover of the book because that day is so incredible. Because you had the lion, it says Lions win title on speed and better judgment, right? And then Joe Lewis wins Associated Press Outstanding Athlete of the Year, and then Red Wings move into first place. All you had to know, you know, that wasn't listed was that the Tigers had won the World Series. Yeah, that's that the only thing off the paper. Knew. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I, I would, I would, I would wager, I would wager somewhere in this edition. The Tigers get mentioned. Oh, I'm sure so. the Tigers were just on everything. Yeah. you know the guy, you know, went to an outhouse somewhere, and the t- they're like, <laughs> "Oh, this guy did this." I mean, they they match everything about the Tigers was an obsessive, you know, story. Right. But yeah, but that's what I mean is like anybody that saw this newspaper on that day, there is no way that you could miss the the the, the growing dominance of Detroit in sports in this one singular year. Yeah, and so especially in the case with the Red Wings, and I've said this. This is I say this, uh, you know, when when talking about like. Uh, you know what lessons are to be taken out of this story? Like what? Like I, I've actually said that it, the entire d- history of Detroit sports needs to be reevaluated, and like, um, in, in factoring this story into what we understand to be the the story of Detroit sports. And one of the major and most important components is how important this season was for the yeah. Detroit Red Wings. Oh, because before this season. Uh, before this season, the, the, the Red Wings. This was the third name for the Detroit for this Detroit franchise. 
Uh, the 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 hockey what was, was it? Cougars, Falcons, Cougars, and then the Falcons, and then the Wings. wings okay, yeah, and then you. I'm it, learning. I'm yeah, learning. Actually, you're nailing it, man. Well done, <laughs> Mister yeah. Sports. Yeah, like the 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 you know, sports ball. There, there's rumors that Jack Adams is trading potatoes for tickets yeah. to get people in the thing. Well, there's yeah. more. There's more fans coming to to the Olympia Stadium to watch the the uh, the the Canadian teams beat the Red Wings. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like this hockey in Detroit yeah, the start was of the popular. season when the, when they were the the hitless wonders there. Like Nobody two, three was episodes, coming. there was like two three thousand people in the stands. It's 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 a there 10, was more people going 10, to watch 13, the Olympics. Ten thirteen thousand people capacity, yeah. and there were more people for the minor league. Yeah, but now we we hit that turning point with the Lions. They move into first place, and yeah. then comes this dogfight yes. that we talked about last time with the Blackhawks, yes. which brings us so where the rivalry today. is starting to grow on people. They're starting to understand this game, and that the Red Wings are in first place. But it's not an easy match if they want to get through. If they want to bring this final championship home to Detroit, they got to go through many, the buzzsaw of the how NHL many teams, season. I don't know if you know eight this. teams. Yeah, eight teams. They were eight teams yeah. in the NHL at this yeah. time. Okay, because Matt, you had talked about, and you're like, oh, the original six, right. and I thought that too. It's a, um, yeah, it's many the, people. The think original, that, yeah. the original six, yeah. right? That happened because this is 1935, yes. right? And then we had World War II, and World War II, a couple more teams fell off, dropped and, two teams, and so oh. after World War II, and that's the whole problem with it. Yeah. So many people and so much of the history, they just poo-poo and ignore everything before For World, World War, War II. II. Wow. So yeah. original, okay. original six. It's like that's 1941 um, to or not I mean 1946 through now or through 1946 through the 50s. That's, so that's it what was that it was about. what survived World War Two. <sighs> yeah, there were only six teams that emerged yeah. after World War Two because II. even a couple years prior to 35, there was ten teams. Yeah, and then if you even go further back into the like the 20s and early 1900s, there was there was three different leagues. They were all battling for the Stanley Cup. There was like 30 teams. There was right, a right. bunch. So, was it still called the Stanley Cup back then too? Yeah, it was it, Lord Stanley's Cup since the earliest days. That's we one of the episodes we did the, uh, an earlier episode yeah. even be, to kick off the wings, whereas when we were talking about how the Stanley Cup itself yeah. is what led to the rise of professional hockey because yes. all the because the cup became the 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 most co- it was like a the it's coveted like very the coveted, coveted thing yeah. and so the teams were growing and leagues were were growing based on the idea of. They wanted to bring the cup to this particular it, region or this particular right. city, and so it started to become a contest. Eighteen ninety three, the Winged yeah. Wheelers. Yeah, so you had these. Wow. You had, and you had the images up on the screen yeah. of the Winged Wheelers. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's it's because it's it's so reminiscent of the. Well, the that's Red where Wings. the Red Wings patch came from. Was the was that is that uh, J- uh, James Norris, the, the owner of the Wing, when he when he came to the, to own the Detroit Red Wings in thirty two? Was he on that team? Or he owned it. Uh, no, one of he, the wing wheelers. Uh, How was he involved? To be honest in that? with you, I forgot if he okay. if he was on it or what. But it, but he grew up in Montreal and he right. was a kid. And the Montreal Winged Wheelers were like the were like the darlings of the city. Yeah. So one way or another, he you know you know that w- the Winged Wheelers were gone by this point, and so he was like, we don't hold on a second. Wing right. wheels, wheels, you know yeah. Detroit, you know in Detroit with the Motor City. That's a cool. It's better than the Cougars. You yeah. know, I mean, that's Cougars is you know this is a cool concept. Mm. Yeah. And so that's so he so that's he took that concept from the Winged Wheelers. But yeah, the, the 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 birth and the growth of professional hockey was due to the pursuit of the Stanley Cup. So I was I always think that's because you always hear the original six, original yeah, six, yeah, 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 yeah. The original six is like all post World War II. Yeah, and one of the casualties, See, and, and, and the the wings are are part of that. And 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 I believe, uh, and I, I believe an argument could be made mm-hmm. is that the 1935-1936 Red Wings season is what carried them through the Abs- war I and carried the NHL. 
through the war to be a viable option uh, of sports entertainment once the war was over. Huh. I, I truly believe the city of champions. I, could, I would. Push, I, would make it, I would agree with that. I would absolutely uh, agree with that. I would help you fight it, that argument. Kept yeah. it alive. Yeah. Well, because I just a couple made that ways. just now. Well, I would. I would. Def- I would defend <laughs> that argument fav- with David. you. I would defend that argument with you because. Um, because yeah, if the if the if Detroit had not embraced hockey when they did, mm-hmm. if Detroit had not embraced hockey when they did, and the, the you know the the red the Red Wings, the, you know Detroit hockey was basically a dying and dead you know dead entity going into World War Two. Yeah. World War Two, the the, the 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 two teams that were casualties were the New York Americans and the uh, Montreal Maroons, and the Montreal Maroons are coincidentally actually and just as an aside are one of my like all time favorite franchises. They're just like the coolest franchise. But, so, if they, but if they would have lost those two teams, and then also Detroit, because non, you know, nobody cares about it, then they would have only had five teams coming out of coming out of World War II, and then what would the NHL have been? Right. So, so, so then help me understand. So after World War II is where the original six kind of came because there's but, only six teams left from the all the original teams, and I, get, teams. And, and I yeah. get that. So, but the precursor of World War uh, of the World War II to have these eight teams battling out for the Stanley Cup. What are we talking about right now? To you know, because what you got? One hit wonders. Well, they called them the hitless wonders. Hitless the wonders. Because they, they had a rough score. start to the season. They couldn't yeah, okay. score. They had right. their, their offense was awful. But then throughout this season, they ended up coming back around, and then people started to pay attention to yeah. the Red Wings. It's, that's what we're saying. On the day where the Lions won their championship, the the Red Wings on the same paper it says Red Wings move into first place. And so anybody, and, it, and there's actually a, a cartoon that I have where Santa's putting trophies in these stockings on this fireplace, mm. and uh, there's a stocking for the Tigers, it's got a trophy. There's it's a up. stocking for the Lions, it's got a trophy. Mm-hmm. There's a stocking with Joe Lewis, it's got a set of boxing gloves in it. Mm-hmm. And, then there's a, and then there's an empty stocking, and Santa's holding a trophy saying, I wonder if he'll have room to put it with all the oh, others. Oh, that picture's brilliant. And it's yeah. so, it shows exactly the mentality was that right. all these other teams had won their championships, the Red Wings were the final piece of the puzzle. Now the Red Wings fit to the Detroit fans who may have never cared about hockey or given any consideration to it, then now they're, but then all of a sudden they're like, well, we could do something really cool here Detroit, you know, for the greater glory of the city, which is a clean sweep of major professional championships. What is hockey? I don't know, whatever, but let's go, let's go take let's a look for the heck of it. Check it out. And then they would go, and this team, at this exact moment, they were no longer they the were wonders. They were coming out of the gate and skating circles. They're like, one of these articles we read was where they're like the red the the red wolves on the prowl like in front of like a, a the, the largest crowd ever seen at Olympia Stadium the Red Wings put on a show you know and this like, is through the Blackhawk series well the whole se- season okay the whole season they're All like right. playing bigger and better games and they're the fan attendance is growing and they're playing they're performing to a higher levels mm-hmm. in front of these fans they're playing like championship team mm-hmm. and they're playing you know their their season is up and down they're going through this tough dogfight especially that's what we talked about the episode with the dogfight is the Blackhawks where they had this ancient rivalry with the Blackhawks yeah. in every way that you can possibly imagine. The goalie of the Blackhawks, this uh. rookie, Mike Caracas, <laughs> was originally cut by Jack Adams, the, the Red Wings GM. And so, and he was an original, he was the goalie of James Norris's Chicago Shamrock team back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so, the, so like the fact he got cut and then he resurfaces with the Blackhawks, the two owners detested each other. They were neighbors in Chicago. They detest each other. The coaches hate each other. The goalies hate each other. The players hate each other. They, 
the Blackhawks got this uh, captain who's this Russian, big Russian, you know, tank named Johnny Gotzelig, who wants who just hates, you know, the Ebby Goodfellow and him that are the two biggest brawlers and bruisers on each other's teams. They look to they don't even care about getting penalties. They're just sticking each other whenever they get a whenever they bump in, you know, bump into each other. Wow. There's glass bottles getting thrown, there's fights in the crowds, there's fights. We're about to read today about Jack Adams getting into a fight with a heckler. So this is a season that is oh, a yeah. raucous Whirling dervish, you know, type of a so rollicking. Let's story. go. Let's yeah, get into I know. this. So man. they lost. They <laughs> lost that game on Christmas night. Yeah, uh, to the Blackhawks. So advance the we, story forward. Yeah, we they, talked another. I think there was another game we talked we about really got after the, that. Yeah, and yeah. then where are we at now? So, so yeah, so we got into the. Um, so we so we so the last episode we talked about two really two big matchups that they had yeah. um, in this in in that se- in the, especially this the games that lasted from uh, games twenty six through thirty three the whole season was forty eight total games so games twenty six to thirty three they had to face the Blackhawks twice and the Bru- Boston Bruins twice okay and in the the game that we finished talking about in the last the very last uh, the end of the last episode was that was that um, Normie Smith had shut out tiny. <laughs> The, the the Red Wings had shut oh, out the Bruins one to nothing. They'd won the game one nothing, and Normie Smith, the goalie of the Red Wings, had shut out Tiny Thompson of the Bruins. Tiny Thompson was regarded as the best goalie of his era, and his and his record was like his goal against average was like one point six nine a game. Huh. He had like twelve shutouts out of out of forty eight games that year. So like a quarter of his games are shutouts. You know, what I mean, this he's at one of the best goalies ever, and the Red Wings shut him out. You see, and then the goal, the only goal of the game was scored by Marty Berry, who was the guy that the Red Wings got in trade from the Bruins. So it was particularly special for him to score that goal that won this massive game against the Bruins because the Bruins are no joke. They were kind of like the Boston Celtics in basketball. They had this very strong core group of guys that were all really good. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and so they beat the Bruins to sort of finish off the leg. That's where we left off last night. So they had a, you know, they had sort of an up and down thing, but they're still in first place. They're still grinding. They dipped briefly below first place for a moment after the one of the Blackhawks games they played. Mm-hmm. But so we're now we're going into game 34. So this, you know, we're we're progressing through the season and game 34 um is a is a 3 to 2 loss to Toronto, okay? So, uh, so what happens in this game is something incredibly significant. Okay, please. That's that's is uh, significant, which is that Herbie Lewis. It's discovered that Herbie Lewis, who's their when I, just a, a brief mention of Herbie Lewis. We've done a whole mention about Herbie Lewis. Who's Herbie Lewis? Herbie Lewis. If you ever there's the the information on Detroit Red Wings 1935 team is always very very rare. Yeah. There's usually two things they talk about. Number one is the the longest game ever played, which mm-hmm. was in that we're going to get to. It's in the playoffs. It's a Longest game in NHL history still to this day. Oh, wow. Six overtime periods. <laughs> yes. It's the, equivalent of, <laughs> it's the equivalent of three full games that they yep. played. So we're going to get to that. I don't I love these guys. How many bananas can you eat? I don't no, want to give any more. No, sh- no shootout, yeah. mofo. So that, yeah, so that's one of the things that we'll get to. I don't want to give any more details away about that game. But that's one. That's one of the first things that you will always. That if you ever hear anything about the thirty-five wings, that's the number one thing you will hear. The second thing you will hear is what is they reference the top line of the Red Wings of that year, which was uh, Larry Ory, uh, Marty Berry, and Herbie Lewis. Is that the O line? That's the top line. No, oh. no. So that's the top line of the Red Wings in this year. They both score. They're they're you know they're all top cons- scoring line. They had the, the top most scoring line exactly. Yes, and and Marty Berry was the guy they got from Boston who scored the winning goal in the previous you know game that game yeah. three three we were talking about. All right. So anyway, so that's so those are the only two things that yeah. like ninety nine percent. If you ever hear anything on the thirty five wings, those are the two things that you will hear about. Okay. And so in this game, in this game number uh, 
34, this loss against Toronto, it's discovered that Herbie Lewis, and another quick aside, is that, is that, um, uh, th- th- when they talk about this top line, they're like this line just rampaged the wh- the whole way through the season. It was like pretty much the only like the main reason why they won. As we're gonna see right here, Herbie Lewis had been playing for two weeks with uh, a with a banged up ribs, like his his side was hurt, and then he took a big hit in this game thirty four against the uh, against the the um, Toronto Maple Leafs by mm-hmm. a guy named Busher Jackson. And then he went down, he went down hard, and they did x-rays after the game to find out he'd been playing for two weeks with a fractured rib. <laughs> okay? Been playing for two weeks with a fractured rib. And if so they check me under the boards. So yeah. now he's so he's out, and they say he's out for twelve days. Oh, okay, minimum. Like oh. he's got to he's got to heal his ribs. He's playing this brutal. It's nineteen thirty-five. You know, exactly. Ah, ah, walk it 12, off. Yeah. Well, ah, so spit rub on some it, dirt it on it. So, you're good. Be good. Yeah. So so twelve games. So ice, he's got to play. So he's got to be down it. for twelve games. That's what the that's the prognosis. It's a hockey. So into his place is a guy named Wilf Starr is promoted from the Detroit Olympics. Uh-huh. The one of the things we spent a lot of time talking about is how the Detroit Olympics. Jack Solid. Adams spent all this time to build this these minor league team that they were you know these are these guys that are coming up to the Red Wings. He built himself a farm team on the same ice that played the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. You know, they, huh. they, well, and there's something about that home ice. There's something they talk about. Well, you know, Joe Landis, how long have they been in Little Caesars? Like three years, four years now? Uh, a couple, three years. Three years, think, yeah. 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 But there was, used to be this thing about the boards in, in Joe Lewis, and there was like this a couple they of spots give. They would give. behind the net yeah, where yeah. you would hit and it would rebound differently. Lindstrom had the, he was and, laser focused on that spot. And, yes. and they would know, right? And so your home team playing, and sure. then even if your minors are playing in that arena, they know that, sure. that rink. Yeah. And they know the Eccentricities. Yeah. But so, we're going back to Olympia, though. These yeah. are the Olympia. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying the eccentricities okay. of, of an sure. arena. Sure. And then, because most minor league teams today and ever never played in the in the same arena or same ballpark as, yeah, as, the, as the major league yeah, team. They were the only right. team. This for, is so far the, as I can see, the, the Detroit Olympics this is an anomaly. were the only minor league team in, the, in all of sports so in this he, era to who, play in the same stadium as the major league parents. So club. who did he bring up? So he brings up a guy named Wilf Starr. Okay. So and Wilf Starr. To replace Herbie. To replace Herbie at left right. wing, yes. As, a, as part of, so here we go. Is this he going to rock it? This is already sort of breaking up this narrative that Herbie Lewis in this, three, this top start line is the main three guys because Herbie's gone. You got a minor league replacing him, so Will Starr comes up, and so um, so to replace Herbie Lewis. Now I want to get in. So before I mention Game Thirty Five, okay. So this we haven't sort of done something like this before, but this is a fascinating opportunity to do something kind of cool here. Yeah, yeah. And what it is 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 Herbie Lewis. The the Red Wings went on the road to go and play. Um, they were about they were going off to play in Boston. Okay, they're going. It's a Game Thirty Five. They're going to play in Boston. <laughs> So they, but Herbie Lewis stays behind. <clears throat> Herbie Lewis stays behind, okay, to rest his rib. He doesn't. Don't they didn't want him to travel and stuff like this because he got hurt, hurt in game thirty. Game thirty four, okay. and so now he's, we're going. Okay. So we're going to game thirty five, and so before, so in, so the night of game thirty five, Herbie Lewis is you know instead of just sitting at home resting his rib, Herbie Lewis is at Olympia Stadium watching the minor leaguers play. Oh, okay. okay. So this is a this is a story. I wanted this. The next subject is fairly enough that really important and. It's an opportunity to read from Herbie Lewis's perspective about what I'm about to tell you next. About Please. the significant component of this story. So anyway, so so Herbie Lewis is sitting at Olympia Stadium, and this is him. This is him sitting there, and a, a writer that's also there, sort of observing him. Okay. So the so the so the story comes out uh, February nineteenth, nineteen thirty six. It's Leo McDonald from the Detroit Times writing this article. 
So, so Leo was pretty prominent. Leo does good stuff. Yeah, yeah, Leo's Leo's amazing. We've been reading a lot Absolutely. of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, okay. So actually, where's it? You're good. Yeah. One yeah. second. I gotta go back for a second. So here's uh, what Matt and I do: uh, another show called the Man Cave Happy Hour. Yes. And we get to sit around drinking bourbon. Yes. Uh, and before Charles comes, in. I'm just gonna keep agreeing with you. And, yes. And, <laughs> and what's funny is like Charles gets in here and he's like he's got it because I don't know anything. And he's got to talk the whole time. Uh-huh. And he usually comes in, and whatever we were drinking during the man cave, he'll pour himself one, too. Which he and, did. And, and, but then he's got to talk the whole time, and he, did, he never catches a break to, to have a sip. You and I are sitting here listening to him. It's like a fireside chat. So let's commit so he could drink. So. That's, that's, <laughs> kind, that's kind of what I was doing. So <laughs> no, he could, I appreciate that. So he could that. wet his whistle <laughs> yeah, before he dove in. I appreciate but that. But no, it's like a fireside chat where we just kind of just curl up with a, a nice little dram and, and listen to a story. That's, that's, well, maybe our viewers why, are doing it, too. You that's know, why I love this show. It's because I just, I just curl up yeah. and, and listen to you tell a story. Yeah. So this is a story from – this is – so um yeah so anyways this is Herbie watching the minor leagues Herbie Lapp watching the minor leagues okay and so um so it says Herbie Lewis one of the most popular idols Detroit has known in any sport sat in the front row box at Olympia last evening as the furious skating Olympics and crimson shirted Windsor Bulldogs skimmed the ice with blazing red hot steel love the writing tough luck Herbie uttered some some husky fan as he walked past slapping the star Detroit left winger on the back thanks returned Herbie with one of those forced smiles. What do you mean, thanks, a friend asked. You're, so, you're not thankful for those cracked ribs, are you? Louis ceased squirming around in his seat and stuck out his hand to, to the friend. Excuse me, he said very apologetically. I'm pretty grumpy tonight. This, 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 uh, biz, this business of sitting on the sidelines when your team is fighting for a championship gets on your nerves. Mm. The friend, being a right guy, smiled back and gave Louis a robust wallop on his heavy brown coat. You're the tops, Herbie, said the friend. I know how you feel. Lewis literally jumped from his seat in Bretto, as Bretto, Windsor defenseman, spilled Mud Brunito on the ice. Look at that Bretto, yelled Herbie. He looks like a Newfoundland dog with shaggy hair. Wow, look at him go. The voice of the announcer blurted over the loudspeaker system. The, 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 the voice of the announcer blurted over the loudspeaker system. The Red Wings have taken a 1-0 lead over Boston in the first period. Herbie Lewis forgot all about the cracked ribs. He wiped away the downcast mask. Ride him, boys. Ride him, he yelled. They can't stop us now. The first period ended. So, so fans kept pouring past Lewis, offering sympathy and suggesting encouragement in the fact that he would be back soon. Yup, Herbie answered, I'll be back in 10 or 12 days. But this game in Boston tonight is the one that counts. Gotta have that one. Mm-hmm. So when you win on home ice... The other team's home ice. Yes, that, that just that's a statement. Oh, yeah. It's a big, a it's a big game. Statement. Well, they're just yeah. battling for first place. So he's like, that's what it's. Um, so he's. So I mean, that's why I'm sure if you caught it, but he heard the announcer say, yeah. "Red Wings are taking the lead, one yeah. nothing." He's like, mm, "Yes, you know, yeah, go for it. let's go." So boys. okay, so the next little section called "Bad News Descends." Mm. Back and forth skated the Olympics and Bulldogs. Herbie skated with them, fought along the boards with them, but occasionally remembered he was an injured warrior and leaned back in his seat. Wait, 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 wait. Was he playing? No. No, he, he's but he's just, just in his seat. So it just sounds like he was playing on, with that last ed- statement. On he's the up. edge of his seat. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. back and forth. He's like skating with them and doing all these things, but he's remembers he's injured. He can't do anything. He's sitting right. on the sideline. It just sounds like gotta, the way you read that is no, like he was actually skating. And keep in mind, real quick, <laughs> that, keep in mind that these people are one after nine slapping him on the back, and he's got yeah. cracked ribs. <laughs> you know? Get on, Hey, you're a great guy. It's like football players and their concussions. They're always like cracking each other in the head. It's like, yeah, of of course yeah. you got <coughs> so here we mashed go. potatoes for brains. Yeah, so here we go. So um too soon. So so uh no. ba- okay. so bad news descends. Back and forth skated the Olympics and Bulldogs. Herbie skated with them, fought along the boards with them, but occasionally remembered he was an injured warrior and leaned back in the seat. And then suddenly, 
Mr. Lewis, oh, Mr. Lewis, a greatly excited usher pounded the dapper Red Wing star. Mr. Lewis, he whispered hoarsely, we've just heard that Larry Ori has broken his collarbone. <gasps> oh, no. Maybe he's through for the rest of the year. My God, no, answered Lewis. Don't tell me that. Herbie le- leaped from his seat, apologized to his friends, and struck out for the executive offices. This is one rumor I'm going to prove to be wrong, he flung back. We can't get a break like this. Larry Ori? A real champion. So Herbie came back bearing an expression that proved he truly was in the black depths of despair. Imagine that, he stormed. Here Larry and I play together for eight years. Now we're both out. They tell me it is a cracked breastbone and, an I- and injured ribs. Ooh. But that means, that means three or four weeks at best. Wow. Herbie sat there for a moment and then turned to a friend. I'm, gonna go, I'm going back into the lineup Sunday, he said. Damn if we lose this thing now. Did you say you were going back Sunday, asked the correspondent? Oh, uh, no. Uh, that is, stuttered Herbie. <laughs> I said, well, hell yes, I'm going back in Sunday if they'll let me. <laughs> so The Olympic Windsor game was nearing an end when the announcer again broke in. The Red Wings beat Boston tonight 2-1. to one. Oh, wow. Herbie Lewis went into something resembling a hula-hula dance. <laughs> Imagine those guys, he yelled. Imagine those guys going on to win on a night like this. While they'll win without Herbie or Herbie, well, Larry or Herbie Lewis or anyone else. I'm going back in there Sunday. You darn tootin' I am. But about this time, Moose Jamison, the referee, skated along the boards. Hi, Jamie, said Herbie. Hey there, Duke, returned Jamie. Come on over to the dressing room after the game, and we'll meet Moose Jamison, said Herbie. He's the greatest character I've known in hockey. So real quick. Yep, one last thing. Yeah. So um, I did go over to the dressing room, and the story of Moose Jamison and Herbie Lewis certainly gets this space another day. It's too grand a story to, uh, to chop into small parts. But what I'm getting around to saying is that Detroit forever and eternally will be a city of champions as long as we've got athletes the Herbie Lewis type. Ah. Fun. That's absolutely fun. So Jack Adams. Who did Jack Adams replace Herbie with? Well, that's uh, with uh, Wolf Star. Wolf Star. Okay, so Larry Ori, who was... He was the other guy in that wing. That On the same the line. line. Yes. Okay. So, so that Star... Just, was, just to bring their, that all together. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. now two of the top guys in their top line are both mangled badly. Right. Herbie's out. Larry Ori, Larry Ori has got a, br- a cracked rib, a rib and broken chest bone. <laughs> chest bone? How do you break your, your chest bone? Oh, it's called hockey. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's old time hockey. <laughs> but it's from Sandy. Eddie like, Shore, old time hockey. But could you Putting see? On the foil, but coach. this is the next day after they lost Herbie yeah. Lewis. Oh yeah, <sighs> two days in a row. The yeah. star power. And like the reason I mentioned the idea that the in every book, there's two things they always talk about in the modern day books. Right. Is the is the the, the longest game ever, and also the top line with Barry Orion Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And then and, here and today this, it was we're a big game deal. 35. It was a big deal for that line. They were the top scoring line for this team. They were and the we're like what? A, a, we got a, We still have a good quarter of the season there's, to go. Well, I did, I did the math on it. Actually, I did a real quick look. Okay, and there's, cool. There's actually. Um, there is actually uh, um, what is that? Two weeks left in the season. Oof. Yeah, there's or no, not. I'm sorry, I take it back. There's where the heck is it at? Hold on a second. There is God, exactly, your notes are crazy. No, they're right here. It's uh, there is so the, the date of this of the date of this incident was. I love your notes. It's about 18 more games or something. Yeah, there's yeah there's uh, um, it's February 20th when this all happens when this goes down, and then when Larry Ori gets injured, it's February 20th. And then the final game of the season is March 22nd. So there's one month, almost one month exactly left in the season. Well, All right, so looking at this, because so there's Larry a graphic. Said, Ori, uh, Herbie Lewis is said to be is told he's going to be out for 12 days, and Ori's, they're, they're gonna, well, I'm going to tell you about his x-rays in a second. But so there's a you know there's a ton of there's these guys they they're battling you know they're, they're grinding for a they're first place. They're trying to stay in first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're not yeah. like ahead like 15 wins or whatever. Right, right. 
So that's what I mean. Like they're grinding out and they lose their top stars. It's like stars. three, four wins at best. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's a roller coaster, and it, yeah. this graphic that we have up, it's 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 a it's a roller coaster, and this roller coaster isn't over yet. Yeah. No, that's what I'm trying to say. This is this is something that is an ongoing game by game. That's why we've been going like game by game. Yeah. As people have noticed, I hope people have noticed. Every time I mention a game, we're like. Game through. Have you? Have I had a single game yet where I'm like, oh, they, I, do, they I won never. That one didn't count. Yeah, like oh, or that like, didn't no, impact it. Too no, much. where I'm saying like, oh, yeah. they just won three to one. Let's move on to the next game. Like yeah. every single game has had some kind of drama or something severely right. important right. in the story. Yeah, I would still ride that roller coaster. I'm, yeah. I'm in, man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so Larry Ori, so the X-rays come back in Larry Ori, and Lori has indeed has a broken, uh, a uh, broken breastbone. Jesus. It's initially. Yeah, I'll heal over the summer. Even, Let's play. Though he's initially feared. <laughs> Loss for the season. X-rays reveal that ten days to two weeks is is the more likely scenario. Uh, okay. okay, and again, with the season one month is, left one in the month season. Left in the season. Oh my goodness! So now, <clears throat> Larry Ori is replaced by a guy named Art Art Giroux. Art Giroux is coming from the Olympics. So just like Will Start with a G, with a G, with a G, like a French G I R O U X. We have a graphic of him too. Um, but anyways, but we'll get to that graphic in one second. Don't put it up just completely yet. Um, but anyway, so so now you've got two guys from the Olympics that are replacing these two stars that Herbie just watched. Right? The, yeah, well, Herbie. Yeah, well, Herbie. You know, Art Giroux was on the Olympics when Herbie was watching him, but yeah. now with Larry Ori injured, Art Giroux's going up to the. He got the called plane. up. Oh, yeah. is that O line the Olympia line? Yeah, that's what okay. Fair play. All right. All right. All right. Fair play. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, so we, as Herbie revealed in this story, as the announcer revealed in that article, the the Wings do indeed win Game Thirty Five against Boston two to one. Whoop. So Game Thirty Six. Um, here's my next Suck it, here. Boston. Yeah. yeah, so they did pretty well against Boston. So, so uh, game thirty. You got to so, say it right. Suck it, Boston. 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 So, so game thirty six <laughs> is a three to six loss to the Maroons. But uh, one of this, like a side note in this, is that at the Olympics game on that same night, Bill Rogel, who's the shortstop for the Tigers, um, gets uh, gets he's sitting too close to the to the edge of the ice. He's watching the game. And there's no plexiglass between oh the fans. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And he leans over too far, and a, and he gets caught in the face with a uh, the hockey stick. Oh, he needs four stitches to to get stitched up. It came right over his eye, almost blinded him. It almost took out his eye during the game. During the game, he was he's just a fan watching the game. He's front row seat, and he got caught. He leaned over too close on the boards and got See, caught. See, uh, you the know face. what? That's his fault. That's not the player's fault. <laughs> I know, but that's his great. Fault. Like that's nineteen thirty-five hockey. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, there's man. no plastic no, dividers. Screw that. These guys are sitting there watching the it game. Took and it took until the two thousands to put up nets. So yeah, sure. unfortunately, what was it? This uh, thirty-five. These guys get caught with a st- that the incident at the palace. The Tigers. Yeah. That incident at yeah. the palace where all the basketball players oh, were, we're climbing into the like stands. Oh, oh boy. You know. Oh boy. It's like. You know, it's like, can you imagine 1935 where they where we're they were serving t- serving glass? There's a riot coming. <laughs> they're they're serving glass bottles, and it's. Did just, you read my notes for today's episode or something? Well, I saw the graphic of the riot of. <laughs> there you go. So on, you saw it. You saw what's about to come up here on in this March second. Yeah, man. yeah. Hang on, folks. Yeah, it's gonna be a coming. ride. Crap's, yeah, so, crap's so, gonna so, break loose wide so anyways, on a second. So screw your so plastic game, twist offs. So they lose. Go. So they lose game thirty six to the Maroons. Game thirty seven is a win over the New York Americans. But in this game, this all O's line, this all Olympics line, you can uh-huh. show that graphic. You got uh, it. Yeah. This all O's line debuts together. They play. Adams puts them together on the line, and they respond in a massive way because they were clicking. In, they when were they clicking were, in the minors. Yeah. So he puts them all together. They got. The, uh, Wally Kilrea was the was the captain of the team when he was in the minors. He's already been up with the Red Wings. He's, a, he's already a core component. 
So Wally Kilray is already on the Red Wings, and he centers. He's the center for Will Starr and Art Giroux. And so these it's these not, guys go not, off. It's not just a, it's not just a line. I mean, it's offense, defense. And goalie, yeah. The I mean, whole it's thing. it's the whole it's the entire ice. When you all say, the guys when you in say, here, yeah. When you say the O line, it's like it was either defense or I mean, it's all five dudes, six including yeah. the goalie and the goalie. Normie Smith came for the Olympics. The yeah. whole squad. So this is this is this is this is the flip flop. He was yeah. thinking like, well, maybe the, I should flip flop. So what's interesting is so they so that you know the line is written so that it's, uh, we mentioned the I line. I love have, these guys. You have Wally Kilray in the center as a center. You have uh, Art uh, Giroux on the right wing, uh, uh, Wilf Star on the left, and you mm-hmm. and then the two. But Buckle McDonald, who as Bucko. we know came from the Olympics, Bucko. yeah, and then you have Bucko. and uh, Normie Smith and goalie who who was the goalie for the for the team, you know, for the, the Olympics, yep. and then you have uh, you know Abby Goodfellow who came up through the ranks of the Olympics as well. So he was like a little bit of a you know he was back in the Olympics a few years prior, sure. But um, but all the other guys were like within the last year were all with the Olympics, and so right at this moment is where we see the, like once again. And this genius of Jack Adams play out that he had been developing this core group of minor leaguers, emphasizing winning because they'd already won the, the previous year's IHL championship. So they were already he were emphasizing winning so that with if if a situation like this came mm-hmm. that two of his biggest stars were out, he brings up these Olympics players and they're slotting right in and they're not missing a beat. And what's what's great is this so, is game thirty seven. You have um so you have uh, Will Starr scores a goal. Um, Art Giroux has it's like what is he? Let me just read off the stats here. Real Sorry, quick. but yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, ask yeah. real quick: Was this kind of the birth of the farming system at that point? Uh, the farm system goes it goes back to about 1926 to the mid. The, the, the first team to really start doing it was the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball. Okay, and so other leagues, it just became popularized with other sports. Yeah, I don't want to get you started on baseball, yeah. but I was just I was just curious yeah. about how. The, well, yeah, the, it came. Yeah, the minor league. So each each uh, NHL team had one uh, minor league team. All right, and Fair so there was an I, it was the IHL. That but, they all had and that, that was kind of the farming system, and that's where Jack yeah. Adams kind of looked at back and said, "Hey, this is an opportunity to develop a core of like a core." I mean, he was developing players through the because originally, that's what we talked about in a, in a way previous episode was that Adams didn't originally have any money to buy players. Okay, so we wanted to develop his own guys. By but back then, the- it was the Olympics, not an actual franchise of a farming system. It was the Olympic players, right? No, it, it was the player that you know, they played at Olympia, so the team is oh, called the Olympics. Olympia, okay. yeah. So they were called the Olympics. See, so- I'm a novice in yeah. this. You no, know, I, I, I don't know sports about nothing about nothing about nothing about this guy. Like, yeah. Over here. But he had a constant machine going where he's developing. See, you're these saying Olympia, the Olympics. I'm thinking the Olympics. No, 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 no. So, so it's the guys that were playing yeah, at the Olympians. Exactly. Center. Well, that was the okay. name of the minor league team was the Detroit Olympics. Just, just to help you know, folks yeah. like myself, yeah. that are out there. No, listening. I get it. Okay. So, um, well, there's we trust me. We got listeners been following. We did entire oh, yeah. episodes about the Olympics. So I, going, I, they're I, like, I'm hey, new. Matt. They're right, like, hey, Matt, go back and listen to a couple of episodes. They're, 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 I'm still Matt, new. Matt's trying to fill in some blank. Yeah, we're no, we're good. So, anyways, I'll read a little quote to show you just fill how dominant right now. Just how dominant this all O's line was. So it says, with Herbie Lewis and Larry Ori missing, the victory last night was was specially pleasing. Its manager Jack Adams, Art Giroux, Wilfred Starr, pinch hitting turned in excellent performances to help their big brothers stop a wide open, hard playing gang of Americans, meaning the New York Americans. Starr turned one of the Red Wing goals past goalie Roy Warders, and Giroux assisted in two markers. They teamed with Wally Kilrea for what constituted an entire line of former Olympic players. After a conference with Dr. Charles Thomas, club physician, at the conclusion of last night's game, Adams said Lewis would likely see action in Thursday's game against the Rangers. So potentially he's coming back a little earlier than they expected. 
meaning Lewis. So anyway, so yeah, so the, all those line debuts in that game thirty seven, they help them win a game. They play this, you know, this huge. They're they're tremendously important in that game. So um, so anyways, of uh, game thirty eight is a uh, is a is a four two victory over the New York Rangers. And Lewis it does indeed return. He returns after only five days with a he's got a you know say a, a fractured rib, and he and he Lewis returns after only five days. And the, the quotes in this article talks about how, how the, the entire team played with Lewis back in the lineup. The Red Wings played, in, in their own words, in, they played inspired hockey. Yeah, well, the, they told him 10 to 12 days. He's back, he's in, back five. in five. He's like, I got to go, man. He's Just tape me up. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah, he's back in five days. Take them both. Run, right? I don't need them. Yeah, That's so it. anyways, yeah, so that, you know, Herbie comes back, and they, and they have this huge, you know, this huge win. Nice. So, um, so game 39, it becomes even more especially revealing or more important that Herbie Lewis it does come back because in game number 39, he literally saves – Ebby Goodfellow's life. Ebby uh, Goodfellow may have died on on, on this night, what the which hell was was, yeah. was March second, nineteen thirty six. I'll read the story. I'll read this the story. Is, yeah, is, read, read the story, story. Uh, please. No yeah. spoiler. Right, come on. Yeah. So um. So, so wait, wait. Before you start, Abby. Abby Goodfellow. He's he, he's, well, he's one of the superstar. He's a other uh, defenseman. Okay. Yeah, but he's left, like a, right, center. Just or? both. Like he played in the same line with um with uh, Scotty Bowman. Okay. So um so anyways. Um, so, so anyways, um, I'll read the article, right? So, so the Red Wings, so the, so, uh, I'll just read it right off the thing. Once again, Leo McDonald, the article comes from March 2nd, 1936, Detroit Times. The hockey fans of Detroit today are awaiting disposition of the case of Hector Tull Blake, young Canadians player who last night in, who last night, uh, in rioting during a game at Olympia deliberately attempted to maim Ebby Goodfellow of the Red Wings. Amidst the rioting, Red Wings last night whipped Canadians three to one. So the Red Wings won three to one. So this game was at Olympia. Olympia, yeah, Olympia Stadium. Blake's fate is in the hands of Frank Calder, president of the National Hockey League, to whom a report was submitted by Bill Stewart, referee in chief, last night. So um, let me get actually into the details of what happened. So amid rioting in the wildest night of hockey Olympia has seen in years, Red Wings last night emerged. Okay, this is summary the same thing. Last night emerged victorious against Lake Canadians three to one. A game comparatively mild at the outset, in its fading moments, flamed into savage combat in which Hector Tol Blake, young Montreal player, went berserk and clubbed Ebby Goodfell over the head with a stick. Jesus! Only quick action by alert Herbie Lewis saved the Red Wing player from what might have been a fractured skull, if not a fatal injury. Bla- this is a tough part to read. Broken it's all ribs chopped and up. All. Let me read. Broken I, I'm just going to power all. through this one sentence. Come here. on, Herbie. So uh, Blake's savage attack came after Goodfellow, uh, and among players had fought with fists in the wake of a battle which the Mad Montreal boy, meaning uh, Toe Blake, mean uh, uh, which the Mad Montreal boy had had with Sid Howell minutes before. So uh, back turned, Goodfellow was about to enter the penalty box when Blake stole upon him from behind and taking what appeared to be careful aim, struck at the back of Detroit man's head. Arched from the ice, it was a vicious swing, checked only by Lewis's presence of mind. As the weapon descended, Lewis raised his stick and deflected the blow. Wow. Blake's stick grazing Goodfellow's head. The latter was not hurt. Incensed for over the attack, Red Wing players swarmed over Blake in a wild demonstration in which the Montreal recruit was punched and kicked as referee Bill Stewart and Babe Dye yep. and players tried vainly to stop the rioting as teammates rushed to Blake's defense. 
So, uh, so as players bat- as, as players battled on the ice, Olympia attaches and police lined the sideboards and drove back frenzied spectators who sought to leap the railings and mix in the fighting. Which, by the way, there was no plexiglass between yes. them. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> Once, it's just one, it's like getting out. It's like jumping out of the box, yeah. man. Come on. One spectator. It's like a had, line change. One spectator had taken part in the first of the fighting between Blake and Howe. Uh, he had been giving it to me all night, Howe said, and I got tired of tired of it when he got fresh. A similar story was told by Goodfellow, who charged that Blake cross-checked him on, on several rushes. The first time he knocked my helmet off, cross-checking, Goodfellow explained. Then he came down again, cross-checking again. I figured that it was too much. With lips swollen and tongue cut and a mark in the corner of his mouth, Blake, in the Canadian's dressing room after the game, whispered, I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything to Howe. I didn't do anything to Goodfellow. I don't know what they, what they, why they should pick on me. But Jack Adams kicked him. Uh, uh, so it says, uh, um, where does it say here? It says, uh, it was lucky that Ebby and I caught that. It was lucky for Ebby that this is going back to Herbie. Yeah. Um, so it was lucky for Ebby that I caught that stick. Lewis explained, boy, that blow would have laid out Ebby. Blake meant business. The only other such thing I can remember. He talks about this other incident. Um, besides, besides Goodfellow, Lewis and Hecaria joined in the counterattack on Blake as the fighting, uh, a, what does it say? Is a fa- fighting with sticks and gloves were strewn all over the ice. So Herbie coming back early from an injury to his ribs saved Abby's life. Yeah, oh, because nice. he because he was swinging, he was about to club him with his stick, and, and Herbie he blocked it, glanced it. Yeah, it, with oh the stick. Goodness gracious! So there's another little a little mini sub thing where it says uh, young Jim. So it says um, it's, it talks about how uh, the owner, the Jim Norris Jr., the, the owner's son came out of the owner's box and he got in the ice and got in a couple punches on um on him well, too. Well, good for him. Yeah. So the Nor like <laughs> so this, I mean, is that Norris like the Norris Trophy, Norris? Yeah, this son, yeah, yeah. Jim Norris Jr. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Here it says, so, so these are these are the dudes, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Norris Trophy. This is like a this yeah. is like this origin. Is it, man. This is origin story. Yes. Right? <laughs> Yeah, this so, is, and you, you talk about oh, the original six. This is this is origin, what laid though. the groundwork. Yeah, for the, for the original, original six. six. Yeah, though that's what I'm saying. Like, so Thank this you is so this is you know we have a picture of this. Uh, there's this kind of a grainy picture of the fight from that night yeah. um, that we put up on the screen. It's um, yeah, it's uh, sticks fly as spectators join fight. Yeah, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, like, there it is. That see that you see that's that is hockey uh, in the 1930s. This <laughs> is not you know like we talk about the malice in the palace. Yeah, that's the photo that's up on the screen. Malice yeah. in the palace. That's um, what it so was. we talk yeah, about that ain't man. nothing. Yeah, man. that's what I mean. Like yeah. that's just no, that's Tuesday night at Olympia back then. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it was like yeah, and it was uh, uh, the the Tigers. There was like. Uh, the, the 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 stories the bottles come throwing they had a well, they yeah. had they had to stop and clean up all the bottles and, and broke a glass from the field so game could continue and now we have to clean up tigers. octopus yeah. well, what do you want yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh there's one more little quote I want to read this I forgot to read it but this is ah. a great little quote this is Adams fighting a, a fan too I know oh my like, god oh, Jack yeah. Adams fighting yeah. a fan yeah. the coach. Yeah, the coach. This is the guy, yeah. The guy that was punching freaking um, Tell Blake just, on the ice. See, this is why I love hockey. Yeah. Old time hockey. So this, this is, is pretty, why I love This is a fairly quick quote. So, um, hey, we got the introductions so this, out of the way. So there this so this, this fight came when uh, Adams, this fight with Jack Adams, this came on the night that uh, that um, Larry Ori was injured. So this was like, so this, so he was all he was already kind of wait, wait, kind of mad. Larry so. Ori, who Herbie just saved. No, that was good. Be Goodfellow. I'm saved. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. So Herbie Lewis gets injured, and then the next night, Larry Ori gets injured. Oh, Jesus. so on the night that Larry Ori got injured, Jack Adams, Adams had a fight enough. With Jack a, Adams yeah, had, he was had getting heckled, and he went and fought this heckler right. in the bleachers. So here's this, a quick little quote. So it says uh, Adams today explaining 
the near-free-for-all fight between Detroit players and Boston fans last night, said that the trouble was started by a fan abusing Marty Berry, former Boston player. Hmm. The fan came to the Detroit bench and, and uh, I can't read the word. The fan basically was... Oh, right. The fan came to the Detroit bench and called Barry all kinds of vicious names, Adams related. I told the fellow to go away, said Adams, and mind his business. And not and when he didn't, I got up from the bench and I had and I and and as I did, he started at me. I had to defend myself. Adams did a very good job of defending himself, said Johnny Sorrell, who was sit who was sitting next to Barry. He got in a couple of good smacks, and as the fellow started to run, he fell down with about seven Red Wings around, ready for action in case they were needed. <laughs> so the Red Wings were were like basically like a security guard around hey, Adams. Touch our coach, we're gonna f- kill you. Yeah, ya. so Adams right. is one on one. Got so you mess with a goalie, that's one thing. Yeah. You mess yeah, with yeah, a coach, coach, that's yeah, a, yeah that's well, a whole see, like, other this level. Is this yeah. rollicking atmosphere right, of right. hockey in these days. Oh my god! So anybody that says like this is one of the things of it's almost like a stereotype I've had to, to combat constantly. And especially when I'm at these art shows and I only have 45 seconds to tell a story. Yeah. These people, like, they'll hear the story and they'll walk away and they'll be like, yeah, but that was back in the 30s. Like, they discount it because it was like they think it was a slower game. It was a slower game. They yeah. weren't really yeah. professionals. There were teams that were smaller. They didn't, you know, they did like they it wasn't. That it wasn't real professional yeah, it sports. It wasn't like yet. it is now. And but that's but that's what's and crazy you know what? is I think today's sports are, is watered down. They've sanitized it with the protective. Yes. And the, I mean, you need the rules. I mean, yeah. we got to. You had to find a happy medium between. There's a that. reason why you live longer now than they did back in the 30s. That you have to this. think about that. Right? Yeah, 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 but what I'm saying about these sports back then is is that they this is the age that they were coming out oh, of yeah. nowhere. Like right now, they're institutions. Like yeah. these are billion-dollar institutions. Right. You're, you're, you're not going to lay out for, a millionaire like people, that. Yeah, no. people. Yeah, people. When they're you know from their earliest Usually. childhood, you're basically indoctrinated into your favorite teams. You're you're brought up as a fan. So basically, they have a ready-made fan base. Mm-hmm. They are they have new fans coming up the pipeline with every new birth as a baby's decorated in a onesie with a Red Wings logo on it. Right. But back then, they had to create the fans. Mm-hmm. The fan they had to t- turn somebody that maybe never cared about this sport. And they had to convert them into a fan. We're trained potatoes a, for freak's sake. There, there's that too. That's to get, them in the, <laughs> get their foot in the door. But what I'm saying is, is that this was <laughs> the show. Potatoes. But this was the show that they're putting on. Yeah. Was this rollicking, freewheeling, you know, crazy environment that these people go to? But the mentality. Yeah. Back then, it was not a show. It was a sport. And it still is a sport today, but it was a sport that they oh, cared yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. and that they were passionate about. Well, I'm not going to discount modern players. I never like to no, do that. I don't no. like to discount because they, they go through a lot of stuff nowadays. It's, I don't like to discount It's not what today. it is today. And, yeah. and, and, I, well, it, it's different. I'm gonna, you know, but I'm saying is, is that it's I'm I more think smarter. It's more, there's more science. I think it's yeah. more sanitized it's now. I think they've sanitized a lot of these games now. But back then, like this is the era that these sports were evolving, and this is they were capturing the interest of these people with these like crazy environments right, right. i mean that's what i mean like you could go to this red wings game and see like you're there and you see some crazy stuff happening yeah. again I, I, i'm not poo-pooing anything that they yeah. did back then i am i am thrilled yeah. and thoroughly I'm, I'm enthralled again i it, can't even find yeah. the word uh, but the fact is that these guys really cared about what they were doing. Well, of course they did. And what they were going for. Of course they it did. But I just mean that I don't like to discount modern-day players. Sure. There's, oh, a, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, going yeah. around that people say no. back back then they liked the games, and nowadays they're just playing for the money. No. And I disagree no. with that sentiment because no, a lot the of people, passion yeah. is still but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they play for, they play for the game, too. I love the, they love the game. The, 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 the world's at a turn. 
right now with there, with there, all that. But uh, but there, there was a there, fervor, a the fervor somewhere. But yeah, the fervor. Yeah, there's the, this, yeah, there's this. the fervor here is is what carried yeah. the Wings and the NHL through, through World War II yep. to yes. modern hockey. And even in the 50s that, and that 60s, people there was this raucous environment, too, yes. with the, you know, with the Gordie Howe era. There was this yeah. sort of raucous yeah. environment, too. But, and but there's, so, you know, to a certain extent, Gordie Howe would not exist without this history. Absolutely. This was the predecessor. This is the, these are the teams that Gordie Howe would have grown up watching. Right. These yeah. are the teams that he would have, like, Sid Howe. I have a fo- this photo of Sid Howe. When Sid Howe met Gordie Howe, Gordy, like, I mean, I didn't, I've never Beaming. asked him this, but he was like, Sid Howe, when, 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 uh, Gordy first came to the Red Wings, Sid Howe was retiring, and Sid Howe was the all time goal scorer in the NHL history at that right. moment. So he's probably like looking at Gore, at Sid Howe, you know, not related to him, of course, but looking at him just going, oh my God, like, I want to, I'm talking to Sid Howe, right, you know, like right. this guy is a legend of legends. And then, you know, Gordy is a, you know, he's a, he's a young man at this point. So that's what I mean. Like, this was the era. That inspired these 1950s players. And, of course, Adams, when he was playing in the early 1900s, his era was who was inspiring the 30s guys. You know, When, when the Sharks cat, Patrick Marlou, Marlou, just broke Gordie Howe's record for games played. Oh, okay. Right? And he, he was so humble about it, you know? And he yeah. was like, I, I almost didn't want to do it. He no, he's like, you know, he felt, Howe, you know, he felt no. bad. He felt bad about yeah. it. He felt good about it, but he felt bad about well, it. Well, because you've revered that player for so yeah. long, you can't even imagine and he's like, like something he's like, crap, yeah. I played too long. I broke his record. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know? Yeah, but like I said, How, shoot. But this How is, do you but, do that? But can yeah. you imagine, can you imagine, like, there's never, like, there's, you know, there's there's plenty of there's not you know there's a lot of baseball movies. There's there's a couple of like leather helmet football movies. Both of <laughs> they're comedies, and then for, Rudy! but for but for these but Rudy, yeah but um, we gotta talk. Right, go ahead. But anyways, but for hockey, but back. for hockey, there's never been a movie that's pre 1970s. Like the earliest right. hockey movie was Slapshot. Right. You know, but in like before right. before the 70s, the uh, could you imagine this? Mo- gonna, this is a movie. Could you yeah, imagine? Could you imagine that this is? Like a Netflix, you know, like this is a this is like a movie. Can you if imagine there, the if story there was is a only movie? someone who would write the screenplay? Yeah, well, that's why. Oh, I wait wrote a second, it. we yeah. wrote it. Wait, yeah. wait, it's already. Not we wrote it, but Charles wrote yeah, it. Yeah, but can you imagine this story that we're oh, telling is part of is a component of a larger narrative with Joe Lewis, Tigers, Lions, all these stories we're talking about. Listen, this is the greatest sports epic film ever I, created. What for one, I'm a sports fan. I like all sports: yeah. hockey, football, baseball. You know, I I enjoy sports. I'll watch sailing for God's sakes. Okay, I'll watch golf sure. and, and enjoy myself. But the story behind yeah, yeah. these players oh, is what is, is what your sc- screenplay is about. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh yeah, all right. So the drama, the connections, it, all it, these it, different it things. It personifies it a, bit, a whole lot you more. Know, like just the storyline with the goalie. This is a major, a major component of the screenplay. Is that you have the goalie of the Blackhawks? Like every single the, the rivalry between the owners hate each other. The GMs hate each other. The coaches hate you know the, oh, the coaches. And by GM. the way, they were neighbors. Yeah, they're neighbors in <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, they're neighbors yeah. in Chicago. And then you've got you know the, like the, the players have this history of hating each other. The the um, the Red Wings actually had made it to the to the Stanley Cup two years prior to this, right. and they got beat by the Blackhawks in the finals. So for the final game. All right, so nineteen thirty five yeah. Red Wings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What game are we on right now? Thirty six. We're leaving off on game uh, because that was the last game. We're going to the last game we're talking about tonight. So this is... So we're leaving was that off the last on, game? Yes, no. that's the last game we're leaving right. off tonight. So game Which 39. Game 39. Okay, There's so... There's 11 more games to go. We're going to wrap them all up in the next week, I think. For, our, uh, for, for the next City of Champions, we're going to talk about what? 
Next episode is yeah. the final the final uh, nine games for this season. Jesus, forty eight games, but it's the next yeah, season. We're gonna be able to warp speed through a few of them, but there's two really significant games that All I right. want to talk about. Bookends of each and other, they, and, and this is like this is a real. Who? There's a dip here. There's we'll a roller coaster. We right. get in some trouble here in the next set of games, right? Yeah. Oh, we big start, time. You can see on the you can see on the yep, little schedule. I got it up there. It's, showing it's, the wins and losses. Uh, yeah. There's they get into that some roller trouble. coaster goes down. So all right, I got to go back to we talked about uh, football and the leatherheads and the mm-hmm. movies about the leatherheads yeah. for a second. <laughs> all right, so shout out to uh, Dan Brown, ah. Go- Goober, Goober from Goober and the Peas. He was in the, nice. the one with Clooney. Yeah. Okay. Dan- I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I I don't remember that exact. I, I yeah. Dan Brown, Goober, Goober. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. I fucking love Dan Brown. All right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, do you know Goober and the Peas? Uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, Goober. all right. Detroit band from yeah. the okay. 90, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80. What he was in the he's in that movie or is it just a, or is it he looked like the guy or something? Oh my god. No, no, he's no, in no. the movie. Oh, he's is he really? Movie. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so he was that. in Walk the Line with uh, Joaquin really? Phoenix. Really? I'm going to have to take a look. I didn't know. So, that. I'm I'm so we go to a press screening of uh Walk the Line with yes. you know Joaquin, Joaquin it's, it's the Jockey the the Johnny Cash movie, right? Yeah. And that was with Reese Witherspoon. Yep. And so I'm sitting there and I'm there with my friend Karen, Karen Quigley, and we're watching the movie, and I'm like, Karen, the dude playing guitar. <laughs> I go, that looks just like freaking Goober. And she's like, what? I'm like, freaking that's Dan. She's like, shut up. I'm like, no, that's, that's that, God damn it, I know Dan. You know, and it's like, it's like Dan Brown. from He's from here from Metro Detroit. And uh, so the thing is, Jack White, right? Jack mm-hmm. White was in Goober in the Peas. Okay. Oh, right. he was, okay. He, before he was in the White White Stripes, yeah. Jack White was the drummer in Goober and one one of the drummers. The, the Goober in the Peas is like Spinal Tap with their freaking drummers. They go yeah. through drummers, but uh, so Jack White was a drummer in Goober and the Peas for a while. And I, I know I, I just like the local Detroit. Oh, that is the local. Scene. I didn't know any of that. I yeah, had yeah. No idea. So, but I'm like, and the, the credits come up, and it's like Dan Brown and his wife played Karen. his wife in yeah. the movie. Oh my god, as really? well. Yeah, yeah, really? she played the wife. So he was one of the guys in Johnny Cash's band. Interesting. It was, the that. thing was because uh, uh, Jack White was it Loretta Lynn? Was it he? Who Jack White produced? Was it Loretta Lynn? It sounds. It sounds right. If it wasn't Loretta Lynn, it was. Uh, I'll uh, Google Just, it. Justified and Ancient. Who's? Uh, I'll try to Google it here. All right. So Jack White was producing like one of the the the, the Grand Old Opry stars, like most current record, right? Yeah. And then so he's in he's in Nashville and he's working with all these people and uh, they're they're. Starting to shoot this Johnny Cash Walk the Line movie with yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix and they're yeah. they're like they're like we need like a consultant, we need somebody who can like you know who knows this kind of music and and knows this vibe, and and Jack's like I know a dude, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know a dude in Detroit that that guy has got this. Down. Well, how did he get? Oh, and they because okay. Jack White because Jack White was Jack Good. White. Jack White's Jack White. But I'm just yeah. saying he's just I didn't know he was connected with like Joaquin Phoenix and all that. Well, he was in Nashville. Oh, I guess and okay. and producing in Nashville. And it came across his radar. He's like, I got a dude from Detroit that has got this down. Yeah. And they brought they brought Dan in to be a consultant. And they're like, screw that. You're in the, You're mo- in the movie. You're in That's the movie, cool. dude. Yeah. And uh, and they brought his wife in to be his wife. Um. Yeah. So That's Shorty, cool. he played Shorty. I think. And have to have a look, another but, look. I didn't. Yeah. Know but I was sitting there watching the movie. It was a press screening. I'm like, and I didn't know. I'm like. 
that's goober. And, and my friend is like, it's not. So how, Karen's, how, Karen quickly is like, yeah, no. You so put what, it in one. How so could that? So how he, could that be goober? I'm like, that's freaking goober. So he but ended up he, getting a role in Leatherheads. And too? then he was in Leatherheads too. Yeah. He's like a bellman in yeah, Leatherheads. That's interesting. And, uh, he's been a, he's been in a crap ton of movies. Yeah. He does a ton of movies. Was that his now. break into Hollywood? Was getting that role? Uh, I think I think huh. Walk the Line was his first big. Well, I mean that was because uh, once crap. you're one, if you if you you know if you hit it off kind of big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was yeah that was big. And he's like he's so good. I yeah. mean, he can he can be he's got a persona that he can huh. turn on and off, and and he can be other things. Hell, he's Goober. Well, maybe we can bring <laughs> him just, in for something like Dan, this for City of Champions and he's movie Goober. or something, man. You know, yeah. I, I anyway, that, that was like Leatherheads. <clears throat> that was a real digression. Yeah, and it's just me name dropping like a mofo. Yeah, no, but I'm just but yeah, I didn't know that. It's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting component. But it's know. a really cool Detroit thing yeah. that how Jack White. And actually, we're down here downtown Detroit at the Detroit Shipping Company. We're just we're just a couple blocks away from Third Man Records. Yes, well, we it'd are. be cool. To, it'd be cool if we could mo- mobilize some of these Detroiters that are doing movies, doing music. Like if we could somehow connect with some of these people that are doing you know these things. You, you know, know they, they're, they're, and I know. Man, what I, a better like. What, don't tell me this would not be. I'm mean, like, I know this no. is my screenplay. I'm trying to like no. push it or whatever. But at the same time, like, no. how can anybody that not see this and be like, this Dan, is not the greatest Dan would, movie? Dan concept, would love like, this ever, story. Man. Jack would love yeah. this story. They. Because they're Detroit dudes. I know. They, they love this. They eat this. They eat the Detroit yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's they, the same. But like to mobilize some of these assets that are in Detroit. Could you imagine if like the Red Wings, Tigers, Lions, Red Wings are like announcing the fact that or, or, or the announcement that there's a first sports epic movie ever made coming out. There's been plenty of sports movies. You got to put Dan, but in there's it never he's, been yeah. an epic. He's he's got that look about it. He's you got know, that classic chiseled. Well, hear look me out. About like him. you hear me yeah. out. Like there's you know like you've got these epic movies like Ben Hur, yeah, yeah, Lawrence yeah. of Arabia. These like bigger than big, like massive type movies. Like your your Game of Thrones or your these epic like tentpole type you know uh, shows for these industries. Like you know, there's nothing that stops us to to resurrect a story of this magnitude and to bring it to make it a epic, the first sports epic. What better story? What better subject uh, to to create the first sports epic ever Detroit made? And City Detroit to City yep. of Champions. Yeah, That's we need it. All right, Matt. What did we find out? I couldn't find shit. Fair play. All I right. Didn't so have, I didn't have enough. Time. I thought you had. I thought you had it. All right. I didn't have. So that, I think that wraps it, man. Uh, yeah, please like, follow, subscribe. Thank you for being with us. And we're gonna do more next time. We're gonna wrap up these last nine games. The regular season. We wrap it up uh, the next game. It's um, a big. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's because yeah, we haven't hit the. We didn't do the final games. The, we, we held one. Off. There's uh, one more game against the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I mean, get a for, the, for, for the Tigers, episode. for the Tigers, and for the Lions, we didn't talk about the final. No, game. No, we didn't. We're going to save all the championships. We were saving them all. The yeah, we we're, we're saving them all. Back we're going to do back it. to back to back, and we're yeah. going to hammer through the championships. Do, and there's so many people to talk about. Sukar. Yeah. yeah. Garwood. Yeah. Walter Hagen. We haven't even. The yeah. Sharp Joe Lewis. Checker. Joe. We haven't even got the Joe Lewis. You know, we got nothing but time. Matt and I were hanging out with Joe. Joe. There's a shot of Matt and I and JJ. Uh, Joe Louis Barrow Jr. and uh, Johnny, who they just opened that uh, Joe Louis Southern Kitchen on Woodward there at uh, right there the Boulevard, the New Center area, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was super cool. So we're gonna have Jojo. Wait, yeah, we're gonna have Jojo oh, on when we, when we talk about his dad. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm so much. He's so he's gonna cry. Yeah. He's like he's. So, I hope, we know, made him cry. We we, we did. I felt we bad about it. We didn't put <laughs> so, it out as a podcast, but not, not if, yet. Uh, on YouTube or Facebook, if if you look at the yeah. videos. Uh, Matt and I got to sit down with uh, JoJo Jewish. and his yeah. uh, business partner Raul. 
uh, his business partner Raul. I love, I love his email, Cannonball. Yeah, no, John, <laughs> right. it's Johnny Cannon. Yeah, Johnny. Cannonball, John. Cannonball. Uh, no, they've got an amazing restaurant right here in the new center yeah. area in downtown, and it's it's a brunch breakfast area. It's a brunch breakfast restaurant. Right, right, right. Oh my god, the food is amazing. Oh yeah, it's crazy. But crazy uh, jo- southern, Jojo's southern got so, he's so passionate about his, his father and how he feels about <sighs> him. So I cannot wait until. You know, you guys kind of dig into a little bit of the Joe Lewis. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joe Lewis. Uh, well, Joe Lewis emerged out of this entire story. My favorite athlete was Joe Lewis. Yeah. My favorite story was Gar Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know about the, the different players. You know, my favorite player for the Lions, Glenn Presnell. My favorite 1935 wing was Bucko. My favorite overall Red Wing was Abby Goodfellow. All right. But um, so but Joe was my favorite so athlete of all. Much of more. He was my favorite yeah. athlete. Wait till we get to Joe. I there's can't. You know what so I miss? Much more. You know so what I miss? much more. You know what I miss? I miss Tom. Oh, me too. I miss him too. I, I just, we'll get Tom uh, back out. We here. gotta get he's, Tom. Yeah, you know he's Tom's been got busy some, taking care of yeah, his lady friend. Lady friend, broken, he's got some broken yeah, hips and legs. If, if and Tom's listening, we go tell him we love him. We miss him. And Hell yeah, um, we'll bring him yes. out. He's, yeah, he's always welcome. To, the, any day that he's available, you know, we'll get Tom out here. Uh, even even if we're not recording, we'll come in and turn on microphones. Just we'll, we'll go to his place. Come on. Yeah, we can do that. We got the mobile stuff. Yeah, we'll go, we could. We'll we could go do that. Absolutely. I'm sure he'd appreciate it because he doesn't. You know, it's. I think you know he hasn't been down to Detroit. Like he hasn't been on here in a long time. It's challenge. This is a challenging area. Yeah, it's a little tricky. So he's you know so we're. Well, well, yeah, Tom will be out here one of these days. I need one of those Tom. auto. I need one of those self-driving cars. You kind of do. do we, was that this show or last show? We're that was last about? show. But right. we wear the solar flares. Okay. Just saying. All right, self-driving cars, <laughs> solar flares. Listen, to the man cave happy hour too. Cheers. All right, so uh, podcast Detroit, Detroit Shipping Company, downtown Detroit. It is Detroit City of Champions. Like follow. DetroitCityChampions.com, the website. We're going to be having all this up there, too. And, uh, yes, thank you for, for being with us. And, uh, Charles, again, just I love the, doing ener- the, show, the energy you bring to the, the show, show, I appreciate it so much. I love doing the show. Uh, we're going to do it again. Yeah, your I love hanging out with Your you guys knowledge is amazing. Within a matter of minutes. No, I love, tell- I love this brain. stuff, man. Yeah, I love all this right. stuff. See, See you guys next time. Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> I love it. Keep your stick on the ice, boys. <laughs> <laughs>